Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is James 1, 1 through 18. Imagine with me that you are holding a piece of paper and you're just pulling that piece of paper from the sides. Now, unless you have superhuman strength, usually if you pull it, the paper might snap a little bit, but you're not going to tear it just by pulling from the sides. But now let's put some kind of tear or, you know, let's perforate the middle or crease the middle enough. And now you pull from those sides and that paper is going to rip apart. If it is undivided, you pulling on it it isn't going to pull it apart. But if there is some division in that paper, likely enough pressure, it's going to rip. I want that to be a picture really of you and your faith. Is your faith whole in God? Is your faith complete in him? Or is your heart divided in some way? Because if your faith is divided, well, then when trials come, they're likely going to rip you apart to some extent. But if your trust in Christ and your trust in the Lord is complete, then you will remain whole in trials. In fact, you will actually become stronger. We're looking today at James 1, 1 through 18, and it's going to start by talking about trials. And I want to sum up a lot of what we're going to talk about today with the words of Warren Wearsby, one commentator, who says this, when you trust God, trials work for you and not against you. But be sure your heart is wholly yielded to him. If your heart and mind are divided, trials will tear you apart. So are trials going to work for you or are trials going to tear you apart? And what you're going to see is that has nothing to do with the severity of the trial. And it has everything to do with whether you are trusting God and his promises and his wisdom and his goodness or not. Let's dig into the passage, and the context helps us understand why James would begin with trials. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes in the dispersion. So he is writing, it would seem, to particularly Jewish believers who have been dispersed. And we see James, who we think is the brother of Christ, we see him in Acts playing a leadership role in the church in Jerusalem. But many Christians, we also see in the book of Acts, end up leaving Jerusalem. They end up being scattered by persecution, and so they end up in the dispersion. And so they are going through trials. They are going through hard things. They are going through persecution. And that is the audience that James has in mind. And that is the audience to whom James opens the letter by saying, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So he starts here with something that is very, to us, counterintuitive. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. 
that is not what you naturally do. That's not what I naturally do. Normally, we have a trial come and we're like, why? I don't want a trial. This, This is not enjoyable. This is not fun. But James says, count it all joy, brothers. So just start with how radical that is. When something bad goes, when something bad happens today, you need to go, yes, right? That, that, that's what he's saying instead of, oh, well, you need to go, yes, another trial. Now, why on earth would you do that? Why on earth would James tell you to do that? Well, he explains himself in verse three, four, you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now, this doesn't work with the paper illustration I used. You know, when you snap that paper, uh, when you pull it from both edges, it, it doesn't make it stronger. But here he's saying, you know, when your faith is tested, it actually makes you stronger. It produces steadfastness. Now, trial is a word that none of us are like, yes, I, I would love more trials this month. I would love more trials this year. Please give me more trials. But how about steadfastness? Would you like to be more steadfast this month? Would you like to be more steadfast this year? Well, now I'm, I can see a lot of your heads are nodding right now. Well, guess how that steadfastness is going to come? Through trials. And that's why you should rejoice. And you should let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. That's the goal, that you would have this complete faith, a complete trust in God. And that's only going to happen when you go through trials and you see the faithfulness of God and you see that the reward that comes from trusting God in a trial and not panicking or not giving in to temptation, but staying faithful through that trial, you see the reward of that and you become more steadfast. And that leads to a sense of completion in the Christian life. Don't you want that? Well, you're going to have to endure trials. And that's where if you're trusting God, Trials will work for you and not against you. If your heart and mind are divided, trials will tear you apart. And you see uh, clearly, more explicitly, that idea of division being bad, having a divided heart is not good in the next section where James says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is double, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So in the trials you experience, you're going to find that one of the things you need in those trials is wisdom. So it says, what should you do? You should ask God. And we've talked about this as we've talked about prayer in our journey through the New Testament. We need to learn how to pray differently. We need to learn how to base our prayers off the promises of God. We need more prayers that are God, because I know this is your will, instead of prayers that are just, well, God, if this is your will, and wisdom is one of those things. We don't pray, God, if it's your will, give me wisdom. We go to God, we read, you know, we can even recite God's words back to him. God, you said If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask because you give generously and God, I need wisdom. And this is what you promise. So because this is your will, give me wisdom and ask that in faith. Don't be a divided person. And that 
that way, if you are steadfast, it will prepare you for any circumstance in life. You see that in verses 9 through 11, whether you're poor and lowly or whether you are rich, if you have this steadfast faith, you'll be ready for whatever happens. You'll be ready for sudden exaltation and you'll be ready for a sudden humiliation. Whatever may come, you will be ready because you have this battle-tested, steadfast faith. And that's something that we, uh, that we need. And we also see that that sense of division. One thing that will be tested is not just your faith uh, that in, I guess, the, the sovereignty of God, not just your faith in the wisdom of God. When trials come, your faith in the goodness of God will be tempted. And you see that, especially starting in verse 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. When trials come, one of the common, we see this going all the way back in the Bible, and you've seen this in your own life. One of the things that tempts us in trials is we get tempted to kind of impugn the character of God, to indict the character of God and say, God's doing something wrong here, or God is the one who's tempting me. And that's where, no, that's not what God does. In fact, our temptations, they come from ourselves. We are tempted when we are lured and enticed by our own desire. Verse 14, then desire when it is conceived gives birth to sin and sin when it is fully grown brings forth death. And so then that, that is what leads into that next phrase, do not be deceived, my beloved brothers, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. So don't be deceived, brothers. Don't start to blame your problems on God or act as if he is doing something unjust towards you. He is a good heavenly father and he gives good and perfect gifts. And so you need to trust that in trial. And we need to understand that when we do trust the wisdom of God, when we count it joy, when we don't blame God, but we look to him to give good gifts, we'll come out on the other side of that better for it. In verse 12, blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. So I hope that encourages you today. And that's that's going to be the test. When something bad happens today, when something bad happens this week, how are you going to respond? Are you going to respond in faith? Are you going to respond with joy? Are you going to respond by looking to God for wisdom? Or are you going to respond with doubt, uh, with fear, and, and even with um negative thoughts, accusing thoughts of God in your mind. The difference is really going to make the difference in your life. The difference is going to be you being whole and steadfast or you being torn apart. I hope we listen to uh, the words of James today and I hope we can count it joy on the front side of, of a trial and that we can come out the other end more steadfast, more filled with hope and confidence in our good God. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. 
to learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.